Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. 720 WGN. Thanks for joining us for the show. Every Tuesday, we have an opportunity to talk with WGN TV meteorologist Tom Skilling, one of my favorite people in the world. And why us talk about weather, what's happening in Chicago. It's brought to you by Permaseal Basement Systems. But today, what we want to talk about is Turkey. The images we're all witnessing, what we're seeing on our phones and our computer screens and Tom Skilling has a personal connection to Turkey. You have a relative that lives there, right, Tom? Yes. I My my brother, Mark, uh, moved over to Turkey, uh, Lisa, in the mid-1990s. He was fascinated with the history of the area and uh, ended up marrying, uh, marrying uh, a Turkish girl. And they have a lovely daughter who's studying, no less, astrophysics at uh, Georgia Tech. She's brilliant. At any rate, uh, when I heard about this quake yesterday, I immediately contacted Mark, uh, who lives in Istanbul, and asked, uh, you know, how whether he was safe and whether the family was safe. And he said they were. Uh, the quake occurred uh, east of them in southern Turkey. But can you imagine, I, you know, a 7.8 quake hitting uh, at 4 o'clock in the morning in the darkness of night in the middle of winter, they have snow, uh, snow on the ground and rain falling. And I was looking at the temperatures over there. They're in the mid-20s uh, to the low 40s. That's been the range uh, through this area affected in Turkey and northern Syria. Uh, they've had thousands of buildings collapse. Um, and, you know, how would you begin to look for people in such, uh, you know, desperate conditions uh, as that? And what are the chances that the people stuck under this debris in that kind of hor- horrific situation, uh, are going to be able to survive this. Uh, it's a little wonder that we hear over 5,000 have perished already. And it's one of the most active earthquake zones in the world. Uh, and we're finding that out in uh, stark detail, no question about it. It's just heartbreaking. And you know what, Tom? Technology brings us so close. A few days ago, Wouldn't have given Turkey a thought. Now people are FaceTiming. People who are caught in the rubble FaceTiming saying, I'm freezing, somebody help me. And I don't know if you saw the video of the baby that was rescued. A woman perished, but in the midst of it was giving birth and they came running out of this collapsed building. I mean, not running out. I mean, just pulling this naked baby out that they just cut the umbilical cord and, and running through this freezing cold. It it kept me up last night. It's horrifying. So what did your brother say about how everyone in Turkey is reacting and what the response he anticipates will be? Well, you know, it's interesting. Um, while my brother and his wife uh, are all right, um, his wife has relatives who have perished uh, in these building collapses. And uh, they said there's a lot of anger there. The, the feeling is that uh, construction was shoddy, that uh, construction uh, uh, minimums were not recognized, that uh, uh, these buildings, uh, in many cases, weren't built as they should have been. That's the fear, and that's, that's what uh, folks are thinking over there uh, at this point as they confront this 
a tragedy that's reached into, as you can imagine, so many different lives. So it's going to be interesting. And, and, you know, it's interesting. I noticed this morning in the New York Times, they had an article on that very subject uh, on, you know, the construction, how they bypass, uh, you know, certain restrictions on how you build buildings and all. I, I didn't see the video you were referring to. Lisa, but I, I, I've seen other ones, and it's horrifying. Uh, I, I saw one this morning in a snow-covered region, and there's up to six inches to a foot of snow in some of these areas where this uh, on the ground where some of these uh, uh, earthquakes have occurred, and they've had terrible aftershocks. I mean, not only did they have a 7.8, but then mid-afternoon after that first one, with aftershocks in progress, they had another full 7.5. Uh, quake, which is, you know, just amazing. A quake of that intensity is so powerful. It brings buildings down and and creates uh, horrible uh, conditions. But um, I, I noticed in one of the videos that's uh, making the rounds on social media, they were trying to save people in the midst of the debris, and another of these high-rise buildings comes crashing down into the snow. Uh, and I gather that's a situation that's continuing over there. Yeah. There's no way to forecast these things. You can only look at history and say, hey, you know, this is an area where it will occur. Uh, so, you know, the moment at which one of these is going to strike. I mean, we face the same thing on the West Coast. We're not sure exactly when the big one out there is going to strike. But the region has a history of earthquakes. And, you know, uh, the day will come when we're going to hear something horrible like that has happened. Yeah. They say this is the strongest quake in that region of Turkey since 1939, when one of the same magnitude killed 30,000 people. I would not be shocked if this number exceeded 10,000, just based on the pictures that are being relayed here from there. And I'm so sorry about your sister-in-law, just, you know, just the loss of her relatives and just not knowing, you know, not having answers, whether they'll ever be found has got to be... Um, Can you imagine the Lisa all over? I mean, we have a uh, a vibrant Turkish uh, American community in in this city. Uh, can you imagine the the horror at what's gone on and wondering how relatives uh, have come through all this? It, it's terrible. It, it, yeah. It's just it's beyond words. Uh, they say that there are four million people in northwest Syria who already rely on humanitarian aid, mostly women and children. And a CNN reporter just who's on the scene there said that scene is terrifying. So not only Turkey hit, but Syria as well. And I think that images will still be... That that war over there, Lise. You know, don't you think, as you see these shells raining down on Ukraine, if the resources that were spent to... You know, produce artillery shells and bombard people with it were spent on something like making sure buildings were properly constructed. Wouldn't that be a better use of money? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that all this money that is wasted on conflicts uh, around this planet. It, it's really sad. Well, and Tom, you know, people like to skate by on that stuff here. You know, everybody, it's a wink and a nod like, yeah, I skated by on this or that. When you cut corners and keep in mind that government standards are the minimum, you put people at risk. Well, we see it in the hurricane-prone areas. 
you know, in many cases, uh, if construction uh, were a little more secure in these buildings and all, there wouldn't be the extent of tornado damage there is and hurricane damage and all. And, you know, it's it's the kind of thing that attention is going to have to be paid to, uh, or we're going to have some issues on this. Absolutely. And we're seeing it in spades in this situation, no question about it. Tom Skilling from WGN-TV is with us. We'll talk Chicago weather coming up next. But first, Mary's got to check on current conditions and, of course, the traffic. We've uh, we've tried to solve the ills of the world during that commercial break. Tom Skilling is with me on 720 WGN. And once again, your brother and his family are in my prayers because I just worry about all of Turkey and the toll this earthquake is going to take on the entire nation. Now, I know this is one area, but boy, it's just got to be tough, especially when your sister-in-law lost oh. loved ones and family members. Yeah. I know. And, and the thought of uh, so many people having to start their lives and rebuild their lives, you just wonder, uh, you know, how that's going to be done. It's It's really scary. It really is. All right, let's talk about that Chicago weather, because, Tom, is it just me, or is this truly one of the mildest winters in recent memory? Well, there are a couple of measures of that, Lisa. One, look at our snowfall. Do you know uh, my colleague, uh, my WGN uh, TV meteorological colleague, Mark Carroll, uh, has combed through the records. He's found that our 14.2 inches of snow for the season today ranks this as the sixth lowest snow-producing season up to this point uh, in the last 50 years, in the last half century, since 1973. And so I asked him, I said, Mark, would you look at what's happened from this day forward? Does it snow? How often do we get three inches? He found out 103 of the last 137 years have had three inches or more of snow, at least on one occasion. Uh, 39 of 137 years, that's 28% of them have had a six-inch or greater snow or more than one. And uh, 1.5% have even had a foot or more of snow. So what that screams to us is don't write winter off yet. Things can still happen. And we've got an active pattern setting up. The first, we've got rain coming Wednesday night, Thursday. Uh, That looks like it could lay down a pretty good swath of snow through far northwest Illinois and up into Wisconsin. And there could be a second little system that swipes us with a little snow on Friday or Friday night. That's not a sure thing yet. And then next week it's very active and it starts turning a little bit colder, but it's still above normal. We've got a what looks to be a rain system Tuesday, Wednesday-ish, and a second system of note that's been picked up by the models. We'll see how what comes of it. But that puts us a little closer to the rain-snow line as we get some colder weather later next week. So we'll see what comes of this, but at least in the short term, we're averaging way above normal, no question. Lake Michigan um, is up to 14% ice coverage, should have 26% by now. It's uh, There have only been... What is it, uh, 12 of the last 51 years that have had less ice on Lake Michigan by this time. So these are all indications of how mild the winter has been. And how does that set up uh, set up spring weather? Will that impact spring or summer weather here? Well, you know, it's interesting. Um, we're in a La Nina, and La Nina springs have been known to be pretty active. New forecasts are indicating we're going to switch to an El Nino uh, this summer, and uh, that could have... A mammoth impact on the hurricane season in the Atlantic, that tends to cut down on hurricanes if that's true. But it also um, uh, can have impacts mainly on cold season weather. So we'll see what the spring winds up uh, like. 
the current thinking is temperatures will continue this above normal trend overall, but that doesn't preclude some cold spells in there either. Uh, so, you know, it looks like we, uh, you know, the odds favor a warmer than normal spring around here overall, but also maybe an active one. And what's our weather forecast for the next few days, Tom? Well, you know, we got to get some peaks of sun in uh, breaking from the clouds uh, tomorrow before we cloud over and start raining tomorrow night and Thursday. But Friday, kind of cloudy. There's a chance of snow over part of the area. Uh, Saturday, partly sunny. Sunday, we're back into the 40s again. We'll drop down to the 30s for highs uh, on uh, Friday. And even on Thursday, the rain will start us in the low 40s. We'll fall down to the 30s later in the day. But we're back to the 40s by uh, Monday, uh, Sunday and Monday again. So uh, normal high this time of year is 33. So that's that keeps us going above normal. And that's where we've been, Lisa. 34 of the past 39 days have been above normal. I'll throw that in fast and tell you it's always great to talk to you. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. Have a great day. You too, Lisa. Thank you. Good to talk to you. Hey, coming up, Terry Savage is going to join us. The chairman spoke today, Chairman Powell. We'll get her reaction to that and break down what he said. And apparently you'll be able to get in-person help from the IRS. She's got all the details. Uh, Brandon Del Pazzo will join us, a Brown University researcher, about violence in some Chicago neighborhoods that puts young men at greater risk than U.S. troops faced in Iraq or Afghanistan war zones. That's where the term Chirac comes from. And Kevin's got your sports click. It's all on the way. Thanks to Permaseal Basement Systems for sponsoring our conversation with Tom Skilling. Lawrence News is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom.